Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. What up, what up, what up? Just joking. We're in church. Let me behave. Hi, good morning. You guys may be seated. How was worship? I was encountering the presence of God. How about you guys? You guys did a, you did a beautiful job. I'm sure everyone can attest to that. That was like, and you did too, Mike. You did too. Would you like to say something? No? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. All right, we're family here. I like to have fun. My name is Chelsea Rample. I'm a co-director of the women's ministry here. I've been at this church for about 13 years. So it's an honor to be here. Um, I just want to give honor to our pastors. They're amazing. Those are my spiritual parents. Give them up. Give it up for our pastors. Because you know what? When I came to this church, I could barely look people in the eye. I wouldn't talk to people. I was I was very timid. Um, I had a lot of issues. I uh, I must have cried in Pastor Tracy's office about seventy five times. Like it's just real. Like I've she's she's been there for me. I've climbed the mountains of Mexico with pastor preaching the gospel. Um, they're just amazing. I, I don't know where I would be without them, so I just give them honor, and I thank you for this privilege. But I'm here because they have COVID, so I would like to pray for them right now, if we can. If you can join me in prayer for our pastors. So together, you know, let's just, you know, go into heaven and pray for them right now, right? Jesus, I just thank you for our pastors right now, God. And we just declare freedom um, from COVID right now in the name of Jesus. We just declare freedom over their body because of what you did on the cross, Jesus. Because of what you did on the cross, Lord, we just declare your freedom over them. Healing right now in the name of Jesus. We declare your strength in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, touch them right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I want to give honor to my husband, Duke Grandpa, right here. He helped me with this message. He always encourages me. I love you so much. You're such a blessing to me. I love you. I love you. I love you. Shout out to Duke. Shout out to Duke. And you may, you may be seated. Thank you. Thank you, Mike, on the, on the keys. Thank you, Mike, on the keys. Yes. Thank you. So let's, um, funny story. Okay. Um, so Thursday, my pastor called me. Uh, Thursday afternoon, he was like, "My husband, your husband and I decided that you're going to preach this Sunday. I said, oh, me? Me? Oh, okay, okay, I'll preach. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, I, I feel like God has been preparing me um, all week, not knowing that I was going to come and preach, but I felt the Lord on Monday talk to me and tell me to get rid of distractions and just zone into him, and I just felt him loving on me all week and just little things you know how God speaks to you and just in the little things like go do this or you know you just hear him and I'm just like really feeling loved by God and feeling him close and then when I heard pastor had COVID and he asked me to preach um it all made sense and then just this topic of go with the gospel and I'm like okay it, it, it took down my anxiety level about 75 percent because you know this is kind of like this is what I love to do I love to go with the gospel so um, let's jump into the scripture. I'm going to start with Mark 16, 15 through 18. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. Hmm. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Hmm. They will pick up serpents, and they will drink any deadly poison, and it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So this, this, like I was saying before, this message is close to my heart. Um, reason why, um, how I got saved was very interesting. Um, you know, we all have our own story. Um, I met Jesus in my, in my room and, um, I was a very insecure person. 
uh, I was very depressed. I looked like I wasn't lonely, but inside I was very lonely. I had no substance. I wasn't self-aware. Um, I, I wasn't, you know, I just, I just felt like an empty vessel, if that makes sense. And you know um, the song Amazing Grace where it says, um, I once was blind and now I can see? Um, I really felt spiritually blind um, before I got saved. And I knew I was spiritually blind because when the lights turned on and I could see, I could see. Um, so that's how I knew how blind I was. And um, so, funny story. Um, I, even though we're in a Christian uh, country, um, I never heard the gospel. And it could be because that blinder was off, I don't know, but I never heard the gospel. And um, so Jesus, so Christmas was coming up at this time, and I saw baby Jesus all the time, but didn't know actually anything about baby Jesus, believe it or not. And I wore a cross because I thought I was cool, and I had a cross, I, I, you know, saw baby Jesus, and I'm like, you know what, I know it has something to do with the Bible, I had a Bible, never read it. I was like, let me start reading the Bible. I'm in a broken spot. I'm lonely. Um, let, me, let me look in the Bible. And I happened to go to the New Testament. had no idea the difference between the Old Testament or the New Testament. But I went to the New Testament, and I started to read. And I, I would feel this presence on my body. And I did not know what it was. I didn't know what this presence was. I didn't even know it would, you would call it presence. I would just feel something on my body. And um, while I would read the scriptures. And when I was reading the scripture, I was so amazed who Jesus was. I was like, this is who Jesus is? This is who, who, who died for our sins, who cast out devils, who heals the sick, who goes to the broken, um, who, who challenges um, prideful people, who, who rescues people, who, who loves the ugly. Like, I was so shocked. I was like, this is who Jesus is? Why didn't anybody tell me? I was, like, so annoyed. I, I would argue with people. Because here I am, still smoking weed, still cussing, you know, still not knowing anything about anything. Now, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, I had no idea. I wasn't set apart, but I was reading the scriptures. And, and I was so shocked. I was so hungry for the word. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And so I would encounter other Christians and even loved ones. And I'm like, did you know Jesus was re is real? Like, did you know he was real? And they're like, Yes but I keep it personal. Um, it's a personal relationship. And I'm like, okay, but don't you love me? Like, if you're my loved one and you knew about him, I thought you loved me. And so I would argue, still like, you know, having no sanctification, which that means, you know, just set apart, not know, you know, but not, you know, I didn't know about God washing you all the way completely. And, I, and you know, through this time, I, I had an eating disorder. I was very insecure, and God delivered me, and I didn't even ask him for deliverance. I just stopped doing the things that caused me to have an eating disorder. I didn't even know. It's just his presence came, and I was just completely delivered. And so I would tell these Christians, I was like this, and they were like, what? What happened to you? Like, and I'm sitting there talking about Jesus. Even I had friends over, and we're smoking weed, and I'm telling them the gospel. Just horrible stuff. And then they're just like, I, I promise you, this is real. This is real church. I'm not trying to hide anything for anybody. They stoned me. I don't care. And so, um, so anyways, so even I learned that smoking weed wasn't good. Um, side note, um, just in case. <laughs> Uh, and I'll tell you that real quick, just because I feel accountable. Um, so that the bishop, the bishop at the time, the church I was going to, I asked him after months of being saved, I'm like, is smoking weed bad? And he was like, um, and he was led by the Holy Spirit. He said it perfectly. He was like, cause he knew the presence of God and the Holy Spirit was real to me at that time. So he said, you know, um, you know, the spirit of God that dwells in you, you know, he lives inside you because the spirit of God was real to me at that time. And I was like, yes. He goes, do you want that weed smoke all in there with the Holy Spirit? I was like, no. And that's all it took. Because God was real. Who, like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I did not want that. And so I did it. I promise you. And so, so this leads me to the scripture, Romans 10, 14, and 15. And how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? 
And how will they believe him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news of good things. Amen. The good news is good things, guys. Pastor was talking about last week how, you know, how do you receive the gospel? How do you, what do you think about when you think about the gospel? Is it bad news or is it good news? And right here, it says good news. It's good things. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. The gospel is good, y'all. Like, I was so broken and oppressed. And I'm like, if I told the people, those Christians before, I was like, and I stopped judging them and I forgive them, but because I was just very ignorant. But I, I, I was like, if I knew about Jesus earlier, I would have given my life to them earlier. So you guys don't have to be scared to share the gospel. This is what Jesus died for, you guys. This is what he died for. This is what Jesus died for so we can be forgiven and go to heaven. And he needs us. For some reason, he used broken vessels to go preach his good news. I don't know why he does it, but he decides to use us. This is the point of this message, and this is the point of the gospel. Amen. 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 So how many people around you, your neighbor, your coworker, your, your family member, might feel like my, my, maybe how I felt? Why didn't you tell me? They encountered Jesus and they realized, I know you're a Christian, but the gospel is real. Like, why didn't you tell me? They might think that. I don't know what they would think, but just think about it. It's just, you know, just, this is just, a, you know, ponder on it. Like, hmm, I wonder who I need to tell. I wonder, you know, because this is what Jesus died for. You know, this is, God did commission us to do this. So I feel like to encourage you guys, I feel like right now is the time where God has encouraged us with his message series with Go With The Gospel. And I just want to encourage you guys on maybe little practical ways on how to do that. Is that okay? You guys excited? All right, you encouraged? All right, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So, so God is very creative. He's very creative, and it doesn't have to look like me. It doesn't have to look like Mike Rentler. It doesn't have to look like Pastor. It doesn't have to look like the TV evangelists on TV. It doesn't need to look like anybody. anybody. All it needs to look like is you with Jesus. It's that simple. And that, that leads me to my next scripture, Acts 4.13. Now, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated, untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as have being with Jesus. So it takes confidence to share the good news. But the two principles I see in the scripture, because Peter and John were going around preaching the gospel and they were, they were, you know, They were getting persecuted pretty heavily at that time. After Jesus died and went to heaven, the persecution was crazy on the the disciples, if anybody doesn't know. They were were threatened um, to get murdered. People didn't want to hear it. They had the government against them. They had religious leaders against them. It was was crazy. And so Peter and John needed confidence and boldness to tell people about the gospel. They knew they were sent, though. They knew how important it was. And I see in the scripture how it says, the two things is confidence and that they were with Jesus, right? Confidence and they were with Jesus. So that looks like spending time with him. It's a spiritual thing. This confidence, this boldness is spiritual. This is the boldness of the Holy Spirit that the Bible talks about. It takes effort. So that means literally when you want to share the gospel, which is the whole point of why Jesus died on the cross, is so people can get saved and go to heaven. The whole reason, y'all, is, is so we can go and preach the gospel and tell others. That's what the scripture we just read, right? And I know this might feel like this is not in my vein. This is not, I feel uncomfortable. This is, you know, this is just not me. Like I said, it just looks like you with Jesus. It's that simple. It's that simple. I don't want to cause fear or anything like that. Yes, it could be scary, but that's why I, asked, that's why I um, encouraged you that this is a spiritual thing. This is you spending time with Jesus in the secret place. This is when, you know, you cry out to God in the morning or maybe before you go out for the day and say, God, just ask him. You're with me. 
I just spent time with you. I just talked to you this morning. You just spoke to me. I just felt your presence. You just spoke to me in the word. I just worshiped you. God of heaven and earth was just in my house. And this confidence starts coming up. Like, I know God. He just spoke to me this morning. How many times, how, how many people have heard God speak to them in their secret place? That's crazy, y'all. God of heaven and earth spoke to you. He came into your humble home, your broken, sinful self, and spoke to you about your little issue. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, sometimes I wake up and I'm sitting in my bed and I'm like, yo, I know God. I know God. No one could take that away from me. I have a story. I have a testimony that God changed my life. He saved me. He rescued me. I feel him. I know him. I hear him. And and he rescued me in the stupidest stuff. And he's asking us to rescue people for him. And it's the best thing you'll ever do in your life. It's the most fulfilling thing. And to see people's eyes open and seeing God encountering people is no, no greater feeling. No greater feeling. Who, can, who, who agrees with that? Who's seen that? Who has seen God become real? Whatever part of the body you're in, you're here, you're serving God. God is coming real to people in this place. God, there's people here that might not be saved, and there's something in them stirring up because everyone did their part, right? But God encounters us, you know, when we spend time with him, or we just have religion, dead religion. I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll go to church, I'll wear these clothes, I'll, I'll posture myself this way, I'll do this to make my mom happy. That's just dead religion. But when you spend time with him, and he comes in your secret place, and he speaks to you, that's what gives you the boldness and the confidence. We do need to wake up. I'm just going to be real, y'all. Um, you know, God has, re- you know, he's encouraged me in Matthew. Pastor, I got your Bible up here. I, I took it out of your office. Um, in Matthew 13, <laughs> Matthew 13, 22, it says, and the one, this is not in my notes. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Thank you, um, tech team. Matthew 13, 22. And the, one, and the one on whom the seed was sown among thorns. This is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So sometimes that happens to me. And be real, okay? Be real. Um, where the worries of this world comes. It steals the seed, So you need to protect the seed. I feel like God is saying that to us. And I say this gently. I am a mom. So I'm going to say it gently. I'm not a dad. I'm not going to yell at y'all. I say this gently. That, you know, um, God is saying that to us. Like, don't be, don't, God, if he speaks to you in the morning and you go out and you're like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to study. I got to test. I got to do, you know, mom, I need to get groceries. I got to feed these people or these kids' grades and this homework or, you know, whatever, whatever you're, don't let that steal the seed God spoke to you that morning. You just encountered God in the morning. If you encounter God in the morning on the way to work, whatever it is, don't let that steal it. Keep that in the forefront of your brain. Read it. Write it down. It takes effort. This walk takes effort. This walk takes effort. Say this walk takes effort. This is a relationship. This is between you and God, not just God on himself. Like I said, some reason he uses these broken, sinful, crazy vessels to preach the gospel, but there's no greater fulfillment you'll ever feel in your whole life because that's what we're created to do. When you're born again, you become a child of God. This is what we're created to do. This is what Jesus died for. This is what Jesus died for. So go in your secret place, and God will give you boldness and humility. You got to be humble. But spending time with God, then it bears the fruits of the Spirit, right? The fruits of the Spirit, that means like the characteristics of the Spirit. You could tell that the Spirit of God is dwelling with someone by how, how they are. They got peace. They got patience. They got long-suffering. They got humility. And the list goes on. So one thing that God will give you is humility. 
knowing your value, knowing your authority with the boldness. I just spent time with Jesus. Jesus just spoke to me. I just saw him. I just heard him. I just read his word, but I'm so humble he came into my house. I'm so humble he just spoke to me. I don't deserve it. And who am I that he is mindful of me? Who am I that he is mindful of me? That he comes to me and he speaks to me. But I have this confidence that I just saw, and he wants me to go out. He wants me to talk about him, however that looks like. And you can break it down. Like, you don't have to do this, thou, and though. You don't have to sound like me. You can literally, like, whoever you're talking to, look at the person. And just be like, you know, when we talk to the women in jail, I'm not all fancy. When I speak to them, I'm like, listen, there's a guy named Jesus, y'all, and he died, and blah, 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 blah. And then when you're maybe in a more sophisticated you might environment, you want to talk about the history, or maybe some very people that are highly educated, just to break it down. It doesn't have to look the same. Just be you with Jesus and ask for humility and boldness. The boldness of God really is real. It, the Spirit will come upon you. Look at yourself like, did I just say that? Did I actually walk over there and do that? He meets you in your faith. He meets you in your faith. Like, I can't believe I just, yeah, he meets you. As you step forward in, 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 in just this faith, he comes upon you. Because he, he always comes when you're trying to reach out to somebody for the gospel. This is what he died for. So the enemy will look bold too sometimes. You know, I have a testimony. Um, a couple years ago, I was at the mall. And um, there was a woman, she looked very like... Um, almost like a gypsy, to be honest, like the clothing. Uh, she looked poor, kind of dirty. She was strolling a, a baby. And she was off in the town center mall. She was offering readings for money. I was like, oh, hell no. And me being who I am, I'm like, here's this lady so bold and getting money for it. And I was just like, what? This is crazy. And I'm like, kind of like, my heart was kind of bad, so it was like, and these Christians can't go and tell people about Jesus, and this psychic is going da 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 And I was just like, it was just, it's a mess. So somehow I encounter her. I don't know if I came up to her or she came up to me. I can't remember. And I, I started sharing the gospel to her and telling her some spiritual stuff, which doesn't matter. I probably was wrong at that time. And um, <laughs> I'm so real. <laughs> and so, um, and, and, but I shared the gospel and I asked her if I could pray for her. And she's like, yes, you can pray for me. I prayed for her. I left. A couple months later, I saw her again on the streets. Talked to her, prayed for her, left. A couple months later, I saw her again on the streets. At different locations. Prayed for her, left. And then um, one day I was coming out of Chuck E. Cheese. My children were small um, back then, my first two girls. And coming out of Chuck E. Cheese, and I'm with my really good friend, Courtney, and her son, Jacorian. She's not here right now. And I have this shirt, Jesus loves you, or Jesus loves me, or something like that. And I see this woman running up to me. And she's like, do you remember me? And I was like, oh, it's you. Like, it was the psychic lady. And she goes, I gave my life to Jesus. <laughs> and she's like, and I don't do the psychic stuff anymore. And I, and I. And I ministered to the homeless. I was completely floored. So you don't know what is happening when you preach the gospel. She looked so bold. She looked so confident. She was getting money for it. What? And she, she was like, you know what? I'm going to give my life to Jesus because he's real. He is real. And she had a baby with her. So that changed her whole generational line. That child was probably going to be so oppressed. And now this generational line, her generational life is free. She's probably not homeless. She's probably, you know, doing better. So God wants us to walk in miracles, signs, and wonders. The scripture Mark 16, 17 says, these signs will accompany those who have believed in my name. They will cast out demons. Yep, I said it. They will speak with new tongues. Wow. Those, those are miracles, right? 
speaking in a heavenly language, a language that's not from earth, it's from heaven, and casting out demons. Yes, I like all that. Amen. Amen. So I knew somebody um, that had really bad character. Probably could go to jail um, behind closed doors. But they're still going to church. And this person, um, I don't know, they started coming to church, and they really got inspired. I believe they got saved at one point, or I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm not going to say I know what happened. Um, but it's very interesting. And so um, this person had really bad character, though, like very just abusive, um, maybe been doing drugs, whatnot, or whatever, but got inspired on, in church and started to tell the gospel to people. So everyone has their process. Like, I was telling the gospel, and I was smoking weed. So everyone's got, it's a journey. But, you know, so at that time, though, this person probably could have went to jail. And so um, they started preaching the gospel. They even went on a mission trip in the, with this other church that we knew, and they even asked him if he was saved. That's, like, how, like, they were unsure. And so, and so um, they, but they, they shared the gospel. They got inspired. And they believed in the gospel, and they would pray for people, and miracles would happen. Miracles would happen to a fact that, to a point where the people they witnessed to are going to church this day. And this was like 12 years ago. And so I just want to encourage you, you don't have to be perfect to preach the gospel. <laughs> because if this person could do it, I can do it, and you guys can do it. Because, you know, it's true. I'm just like, yo, that was crazy. I don't know what happened there, Lord. But that's how much... God responds to the gospel. That's how heaven is looking, listening. Where's the gospel at? Look, because he, he's searching from who, who anybody that has faith. They're looking for people with faith. And somehow this person might have, I don't know what's going on in that person. But the gospel was preached. God showed up. It's, it's, so it's his message, not ours. But we, we adopt the message because we love him. And we go out and tell others. This is what he died for. That's crazy. This Jesus, he was persecuted, and, and we were yet sinners, and he died for it. At least we could do is tell somebody. Not saying you guys are not, but, you know, do it more. I could do it more. We do need to wake up. We do need to wake up, y'all. I'm not going to lie. And y'all know it, too. Y'all know it, too. I'm your sister, I'm, you know, so I could say this. You know, sometimes sisters and brothers slap each other. And, you know, I'm not trying to slap anybody because I could slap myself and tell myself to wake up sometimes. Even reading this message sometimes, I was like, man, I got to wake up. Just to be real. Just to be real. So he responds to the gospel because he died for it. And the miracle signs and wonders will follow. Um, we, as, a, as a church, there's women in here and men in here that go to the jail in Broward. If you guys ever want to go, let's do it. And we go to the jail. And um, this is when, um, this time, this testimony is when um, there was a lot of, well, there's a lot of political stuff happening now. But this is when all the Christians and people were like, build a wall, build a wall. And um, so that was a little crazy. And so... Um, I happen to get a, uh, so there's something, you know, the church calls a word of knowledge. And that's like you, you get, you know something about someone, right? And God wants you to share, not for you to look spiritual, but it's, 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 it's for God to be glorified. He equips you as you go out and you get to experience his spiritual gifts. And you get to experience his miracles. Not for you to look fancy or cool, but it's for people to get saved. And so I had a word of knowledge where this woman, I, God gave me her name. It's the only name I ever got from Jesus. And um, so far. And she couldn't sleep, in the, and she was being tormented at night. And so I go to church. I mean, I go to jail, and I write it down, because you can't bring anything, but I wrote it down so people didn't think I was being clever, just to prove like Jesus spoke. And I shared it with the ladies at the table. I said, do you know a Jessica who can't sleep, and she's, like, being tormented at night? And one of the inmates were like, oh, yes, I do. That's my, my roomie or my bunk, you know, my bed lady that lives, you know, stays in the bed next to me. And I'm like, go give this to her or go tell her. And she comes and she's like, and she was Mexican. And this is the exact same time as all this stuff was happening. And um, so I tell her and she's floored. She's like, are you a psychic? I'm like, no. 
I'm not a psychic. Um, you can hear Jesus too. I just have a relationship with God. And, uh, you know, as ministers, we should hear God on people and we should tell them, you know, tell them what God is saying to get you connected to God. You could do it too. Trust me. And she's like, okay. And I share the gospel to her because she was, she's like, oh, let me tell you, let me back up. So she, she couldn't sleep at night because she got arrested. She's been in this country for 19 years. And um, she has three kids, a 19-year-old, a husband, a two-year-old, and some middle, like in the middle, another kid in the middle. And they're going to deport her back to Mexico, even though she's been here 19 years. So she couldn't sleep. She, was, she couldn't sleep at all. She's, she, and, and her demeanor seemed like a normal person because, you know, some of them are little, have a lot of mental health issues um, in, the, in, the, um, in the jail. But she seemed like, like she probably was a good mom. You know, but that's just me prejudging her. I don't know. And so um, it really bothered her. These are her kids, and this is her husband. She's going back to Mexico. She doesn't know anybody in Mexico. She's been here for 19 years, and she's going to go back there to what? To who? To where? Oh, that makes me so mad, y'all. And so um, and so I told her that God reached out to her, which is so beautiful. She's in jail. You probably, she probably doesn't think she deserves it. She, probably, you know, she obviously committed a crime, and she's going to be deported to Mexico. Oh. And so, um, so I share the gospel with her, and she gives her life to Jesus. Because God's, I mean, God, okay, you might be deporting me, but God knew my name and knew what I was happening. All right, whatever. And so um, the next time I saw her, um, she's like, I'm experiencing so much peace, and I'm in jail. And I'm going to be deported, and I don't have my kids, and I don't know where I'm going, but I have this peace. And the Bible talks about a peace that surpasses all understanding. That's the Spirit of God. That is the Holy Spirit. That's the Trinity of God. That's the other part of the Godhead. That's Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. The Spirit on earth that points to Jesus gave her peace that surpasses all, all understanding in a jail with women with mental health issues where her kids, who knows where her kids are, are going, crying probably at home, hoping that her, her, um, her, their parents or her mom won't go to Mexico. Her husband's like, what am I going to do? Hmm. So the next, the next um, week, we, I come in, and I talk to her about speaking in tongues because the pastor says, you know, you know, these people need to change their culture, right? They're, in a, like they're, they're immersed in an environment that's not good, that's influencing them. But if you immerse them in the kingdom culture, in their ways, their life will change. And only the Holy Spirit can do that. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just follow instructions, you know, do-do-do. I'm going to, you know, preach the gospel and preach tongues and, and speak it in the heavenly language. And, you know, the heavenly language, because the Holy Spirit prays through us. And it's the language of heaven. And it prays for things we don't know what to pray for. And it's like, it's like if you go to Brazil and they're speaking Portuguese, heaven is a place. And you're speaking that language, y'all. And you don't know what you're saying. But you're saying, you're speaking to heaven. And Jesus is doing stuff on our behalf. Because if we don't know all things, but the Spirit of God knows all things. And you need the Spirit of God praying through you for your future. This is what Jesus died at you for. And so I, you know, told her about this heavenly language and that she needs it for her breakthrough. I noticed people who have hard times, they want that. Maybe if your life is good, you might not want it. But you need, when you need breakthrough, you want to pray in tongues. Whatever you have, Jesus, give it to me. Yes. Yes, I'll do it. I'll look crazy and speak in a different language. I don't care. I don't care. Just get me out of this pit. And so she got baptized in the Holy Ghost. That means she got immersed in the Spirit of God. She felt the presence of God come all over her body. And she started speaking in new tongues. She started speaking in a heavenly language. So the next time we came in, she looked like a completely different person. Got like a completely different person. She was smiling she was just, she looked so beautiful. Sin makes you ugly. God makes you beautiful inside and out. And so the next week I didn't see her again. I don't know what happened to her. But God reached out to her. Whew, I'm going to cry. I don't want to cry. I got eyelashes on. 
<sighs> I do. So I want to encourage you. God wants to use your voice. And so I almost came off in worship, and this happened before. Thank you. You know, I used to go to a church where um, it was like a very traditional church, and, they, you know, people didn't really wear makeup, and, but they had their wigs on, they had their fancy hats, they had their fancy clothes. And we would worship for like two hours at that place. And the presence of God would come in, and everyone looked so crazy afterwards. And I was like, why do we dress up? to come to church we should come in like pajamas like we're rolling all over the floor clothes are people are catching the holy ghost and people's clothes are falling off and the hats coming off wigs are flapping like no no just come normal it's a sacrifice to the lord you know, like i sacrificed this ash eyelash to you lord oh it's true it's true it's true it's true it's true it comes um, be, sometimes when you want something from God, He's going to have you sacrifice something. <laughs> and sometimes it takes what y'all look like in, the, in front of people. Sometimes it looks like praying in tongues and people looking at you crazy, which is not the goal. Like, it's not the goal to do that. But, like, sometimes, you, be, you know, you're going to feel awkward. But you get God. Good exchange. And God will prove you right at the, in one day, even, even if it's in heaven. He'll prove you right. You'd be a good, good and faithful servant. Good and well done, faithful servant. Yeah. So we like to have fun. I'm just going to be myself. So, so God wants to use your voice. Thank you, guys. God wants to use your voice. You know, at this time, it, it grieves me because I, I do know people who preach the gospel. And then before this political uprising, they... It's a, there's a spirit. Pastor comes against the spirit all the time, a political spirit. Um, doesn't matter what side you're on. But a lot of um, people of God have used their voice for politics instead of spreading the gospel. Like, I literally saw the, the, the change. Like, you are so, like, I knew an Uber, a guy that just moved here. He was a missionary from Louisiana. He came here uh, to set up a church. And he was even Uber driving, telling people about Jesus. It was so cool. And then all of a sudden, he's preaching about masks. And you're just like, this is not what your voice is for. You got deceived. I'm sorry, but you're deceived. Like, this is not what your voice is created for. And I, I mean, it, it was so, it was just very grieving. Um, Jesus died for us to preach the gospel. And he needs us to be a preacher. Or however, you know, with you and Jesus, he needs you to share it in your own way to people around you. This is the point. This is the point. Amen. Amen. So this, um, so this guy, he started to, you know, do this, and it was very grieving. And I just saw the change. Like, I, I'm a hairstylist, and um, there was one day, it was, it was definitely a day that God was trying to reveal something to me. Um, when you're spiritual, you'll, you'll live in spiritual things. Well, spiritual things will happen to you. God's stuff, not like all spiritual stuff, because psychics and people think everything is God. But God's stuff will happen to you, which is spiritual, will happen to you. And this, um, I had three different clients sit in my chair and they all, in one day, and they all said the same thing. They're like, I knew a Christian. Because they knew I know I'm Christian. My clients know I'm Christian. So they're like, and so they asked me questions. They're like, we knew this Christian. It's the same conversation with all three clients. We knew this Christian, and they were very nice. They were very kind. And all of a sudden, they start texting me crazy things about politics and tr saying God is in it and Jesus is in it. And she, they're like, we don't know what happened. And they could even be on that side of, you know, politics. And they're just confused. And the enemy's really trying to make the church look dumb by using your voice for that. So I encourage you, like, you know, you know, don't do that, all right? Don't do that. Don't do that, right? Just don't do it. You know, I think if people are called to politics, this is just me, and I'm not like this, you know, I don't, I'm not a know-it-all. But um, I just feel like that's a special, like, one or two people. Like, it's not like the whole, whole body of Christ, you know? Like, it's not. Your, your, our job is to go share the good news, which is good news. It's like sh giving someone a billion dollars. We don't do million dollars anymore, supposedly. We do billion dollars. So it's like giving people billion dollars. Million dollars used to be a lot, but now it's like, oh, I'm a billionaire. Um, so it's like a billion, billion dollars. Um, um, like, and I tell the woman in jail, just speaking back to um, Matthew 13, 22, where it talks about the thorns. 
and the distractions of this world and how the enemy, the distractions of this world and deceitfulness of wealth comes to steal the word. When you get a word from God, you hold on to it like it's a billion dollars. And you hold on to it like someone's trying to steal it. Like, you ain't going to take my word. Like, you know, you, you need to be like that. Like God encountered you this morning. He might have said something small. Hold on to it and protect it. It's a seed. Hope that helps. I hope that helps. Where am I? So I want to encourage you how to posture yourself. You know, when you share the good news for what, you know, this is what Jesus died for. I'm going to keep saying it until it hits. Pastor told me to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, you want to be humble. You know, you want to be humble. You want to, you want to give the gospel like if you're serving them a good plate of food. You want to come as a servant. And that's much, e much easier than talking like you're an authority. It's so much easier when you're humble. They know, the world knows when you're arrogant. They're not dumb. Just because you're preaching the gospel and you're arrogant, they'll see it and they don't want it. But if you come humble, like this is good news, just, I don't know how to explain it other than that. Like, just be low. Just be gracious. Just be like, here. Be like a greeter to heaven. Let them feel welcomed, like you are welcomed into the kingdom. You want them to feel welcomed, all, all, everybody. I know missionaries, and I'm not like this. And, you know, I've been on the mission field, and, and they'll be like, will they be in the hospital, going to lay hands on people on the sick? And they'll be like, we're going to go this way. And I'm like, how do you know which way to go? And I'm like, I want to tell everybody, you know, but it's true. Both ways are great. But, you know, and when, they, when, you, when they are led by the Holy Ghost like that, it's really cool. But it is for all, and everybody is welcome. No matter what they look like, no matter what their sin is, they're all welcome. So you want people to know that they're welcomed into the kingdom of God, that it's for them. You want to posture yourself that it's for them. It's not just for me. Look at me. I'm better. I don't care how bad they are. I don't care how bad you feel you are. You're welcomed. You're welcome. This is your place. I don't care what's going on. This is your house. This is your, this is your Jesus. No one can take it away. No one can be like me and you. This is you. Jesus is with you no matter what struggle you're going through, no matter what hardship you're going through, no matter how ugly and, and bad and, and condemned you feel, Jesus is with you. And that's how you want to be with others. And sometimes God will use that very testimony for you to be a witness for someone that feels that way. So when you go through your process with God, you will find people that might, might be going through the same process. And I encourage you, like, like me, I was, you know, I witnessed abuse. And so I went to abuse women. It was just like, I know how you feel. So if you're going through something, God will use it for a testimony soon. He will use it for a testimony soon. And you will tell people in the love of God and about Jesus and what he did for you to them. So don't be discouraged. He's going to bring you through. Amen. Amen. So you want to be a greeter to the kingdom. And I encourage you, like, practice on people. The gospel. So you're not, you know, you're going to feel awkward sometimes. And you're going to trip up. You might, you might, I'm, I'm, I mess up my words all the time. My husband's always like, this word? You mean this word? So, like, you know, it happens. But God responds to the gospel. You don't have to worry. But practice. Practice makes perfect. Like, I used to practice on loved ones and family members and friends and other Christians and my brothers and sisters. I would practice in the mirror. You know, you don't have to go on the streets and do what I do, but just have it in your spirit. Just have it in you where you know it's time to share the gospel that you share. Because this is what Jesus died for. And he needs a preacher, the scripture says. Like, no one told me. No one told me. So practice. And let people know they don't have to be perfect to be saved. You know, um, we, you know our church has been to Mexico a couple times. And I'll tell you how imperfect you can be <laughs> to get saved. So, um, so our, we go into the brothels in Mexico. This is where pr um, prostitutes prostitute themselves. And um, so this time, Brent and I, Brent right here, he, we, we were at the brothel. He's married, so he was allowed to go into the brothel. Um, so, um, yeah. And so we, he, um, we, so we were at the brothel. 
we're praying, we're asking God what he wants to do. And correct me if I'm wrong. So, um, so I think it was Brent, he believes he had a, like a word of knowledge, like I said before, like something he knew about somebody, that they had a, um, a arm was hurting. You remember this? You still remember? And the arm was hurting. And then I felt like something, God wanted to do something in someone's heart. And so we see this woman, she's like in the courtyard. She looks like a little Mexican grandma, right? But she's standing next to a guy with a big gun and a cleft lip. Like, he looked a little crazy. And no, no offense to anybody with a cleft lip, but I'm just showing you just like, wow, this is a scene. And, and then the person next to them was a police officer, and it's illegal there. So you're in the courtyard at a brothel. See this. We believe the grandma was a madam, which was basically pimping out the prostitutes. She was doing some kind of business in the courtyard because this, this is a street or two streets where there's just open doors and little concrete spots and these men come in, they pass right by us and they go and do their, you know, pay for sex. And um, so we approached her, being bold. Talk about boldness, right? Um, only, Jesus, only Jesus can do that. And so... Um, I think, I believe Brent went up and said to the woman, hey, I believe, you know, do you have arm pain? And she said, yes. And we're like, can we pray for you? Pray for her. And I, I said, I believe God wants to do something in your heart. Maybe it was a heart attack. What do you think, Brent? It might have been a coming on the heart attack because she had pain in her heart and pain in her arm. And we pray for her and her pain completely leaves. And we preach the gospel and she gives her life to Jesus crazy and the guy standing next to her with the big gun we preach the gospel to him he gets saved you don't have to be perfect to get saved they don't have to be let them know you don't have to be perfect to get saved and we asked her what do you want to pray what do you want us to pray for you about and she's like more money we're like no no (laughs) no more money for you (laughs) you remember uh, so I say that to say is preaching the gospel is fun. It's an, it's an adventure. It is, like if you're hanging out with your homegirls, I know there's a group of girls right here. Like you guys can go. Like I used to do it all the time with my friends, Dee, Natalia. And we, and we would go. And it's fun. It is fun if you just like make, be intentional with God. And you're just like worship together and the Holy Ghost drops. And you might get words of knowledge for each other. And then you go out and we're like, let's see. And then, you know, God might show you a, a color shirt or just something. And you bounce off each other as friends. You're like, yeah, hey, I think it's this one. And then you go and you, you know, you preach the gospel. You ask them to pray for you, if I can pray for you or bless you. And then you preach the gospel and they counter Jesus. And they feel something come off their body. And they feel the fire of God. And then they get saved. Can you imagine it's so much fun. It's such an adventure. God will tell you to go when you go, and, he, and you're enjoying heaven and his presence while you're doing it. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, I was in the jail um, uh, probably like last year, and um, we were having service, and this lady was walking around us with a red jumpsuit. And usually that's like a violent crime, I believe, right? Um, a violent crime. I don't like to know what they do. Um, I don't want to judge them. So anyways, um, we saw her walking around. Service was ending. We asked her, can we pray for you? And she said yes. And so we prayed for her, and she started experiencing the presence of God. She started crying and crying and crying, and I don't know what's happening. Because you know sometimes, and you don't know sometimes. You just, you know, you don't, you're not supposed to know everything. And so um, she's pray- we're praying, and she experienced the love of God. I mean, I asked her, what is she experiencing? And she's like, I, I feel so much love right now. I feel like, I don't know, I just feel so much love. And we're like, okay. Um, and then, you know, service is in, and we sit down with the other ladies uh, just before we leave. And they're like, uncomfortable. The other ladies are uncomfortable. And then they share, like, this woman just killed her mother. She's in there for killing her mom crazy Jesus is on a whole nother level like a whole nother level and she came to buy um service every week after that and she would get in her scriptures and she was reading the bible and that's how we need to be we need to be hungry 
Remember the times when we were broken and lost. Thankfulness will help you get through some of your hard times where you don't feel like it, spending time with God. Sometimes I know in the season, spending time with God is not the topic of the message, but some, spending time with God it feels like work, right? Sometimes it's like this is another thing I got to do. I'm tired, you know, but I encourage you to get there because the cares of this world, destruction of this world is trying to steal your seed. So God wants you to share the gospel to the world around us. He wants you to walk in miracles, signs, and wonders that look like you are with Jesus in your own way. He wants to use your voice to spread the message of eternal life. He wants you to spend time with him, and he will give you boldness and humility. He will use you to open spiritual blind eyes so people can go to eternal life with Jesus. Amen? Amen. So, you know, so most likely there's um, someone in here that might not be saved, that might not know Jesus, that might hear this message and be like, I don't know what she is talking about. Um, you're saying this gospel, but what is the gospel? The gospel is Jesus. He, 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 there's the Father God and there's Jesus, his son. He was, Jesus was born through a virgin. God was like, these people keep sinning on earth, and I need to send them someone that will die for their sins because they're all messed up. They're trying to get it right, and they're not getting it right. So I need to send them a sin sacrifice because I love them. But I know what I'll do. I'll send um, my son to prove that I love them that much, like my own son. And he's going to die for them. He's going to walk perfectly on earth. He's going to feel everything we felt and experience every challenge we felt, every emotion, every wave that we go through. He's going to know it, but he's going to walk perfect. He's never going to sin. He's going to walk in love. And then he's going to get persecuted. Religious, religion is going to hate him because he's coming. And he's going to wreck the whole old covenant and bring in a new covenant. The religious is going to get mad and he don't care. And he's gonna and he's gonna go to the broken and he's gonna go to the average person. And he's gonna go to the rich. And he's gonna share his love with them. And while he's walking perfect and righteous and loving and humble, the religion, religious and the government is gonna kill them. He's gonna they're gonna murder him. Right in front of everyone to see. He's gonna be humiliated. He, he claimed he was God, the Messiah, that was supposed to come and rule the earth. But he's going to look so broken in front of the whole world. Humiliated, even though he's so righteous. And he's going to get whipped. And he's going to die on the cross with thorns in his arms and his hands. And he's going to do it all because he loves us. This is who Jesus is. And he died for our sins. Because you need a sin sacrifice to go to heaven. And he was the perfect sin sacrifice that was a part of God the Father, who God loves so much, who's perfect. He sent him to die for us. And then on the second day, or I don't know what time, between the first day and the third day, Jesus goes to hell and gets the keys of hell and authority over the devil, complete authority over death, complete authority over death. Complete authority over all sin. He's like, I'm going to take all this from these people on earth, all God's children, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to go. And, and then he gets raised to life. God says, you know what? I'm going to breathe life in him, and he's going to go back to heaven, and he's going to be the perfect sin sacrifice for everyone on earth. And now Jesus is raised to life with the keys of hell in his hands, and he's seated next to God the Father. And then when you die... You're going to look at the Father, and the Father's going to say, why should I let you in? And you're going to say, ah. some people are going to say, I'm a good person. And some people are going to say, you sent your son Jesus for me when I was broke and dirty and ugly and, and horrible and sinful, but you, and he died for me, and he is my sin sacrifice because I'm not perfect, but he's my sin sacrifice. And God's like, come in. Come into the kingdom, my son, my daughter. And immediately you get become adopted as a child of God. This is where that authority comes in. And when you're adopted as a child of God, that means his kingdom is your kingdom. 
And those keys, Jesus has the keys. And he has the, he's the safe place for those keys. And so when every time you're attacked, Jesus has those keys. Every, everything you go through, every, every, every mountain, every obstacle you go through, Jesus has the way. Jesus has the way. And that's what happens when you become born again. You become a new creation in Christ. When you give your life to Jesus and you get to go to heaven. So if there's anyone here, I just want you guys to stand up. Mike, you can come up. I just want you to stand up with me. And there might be someone here that might need to rededicate their life to Jesus. Shokorabaka. Oh, Rabbi, this is why you died, Jesus. This is why you died. And if that's you, Jesus died for you. Jesus died for you. You can come up. And we're going to say it all together so you don't feel stood out, you know, because we cover each other here. And if you need to rededicate your life to him, if this message is fresh and new to you, just say it. But we're all going to say it. Just close your eyes and bow your head. And just say this with me. Say, Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you're in heaven praying for me. Welcome me into into your kingdom. Adopt me as your son and daughter. Open my heart to follow you. Forgive me of my sins and wash me clean. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. You could just thank him in your own way right now. Ah, welcome to the kingdom. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Mm. Now, if this message is um, spoke to you and you would like an impartation or want me to pray for you, you may come up, come up here and I'll pray for you. If you feel like you need just an impartation, if you feel compelled, I would love to pray for you. Mike, if you want to help pray for my husband. We're going to just worship, guys. Feel free to come up. If you would like God to give you boldness through his spirit, come up front. If you feel like you need to be awakened, come up front. takes his spirit, guys. It takes his spirit. God will meet you in your faith. God will meet you in your faith. This is why Jesus died. This is what he died for, y'all. He needs a preacher. He needs a preacher. Who's going to preach? You might encounter someone that might bring revival to a whole nation. You never know. Or just someone that's in a pit. And the gospel needs to be shared. Might be someone that's really broken.
this time. I thank you for this service. I thank you that you spoke. I thank you that you spoke. Um, Father, whatever you did in, in everybody's heart or whoever's heart you touched, God, that they would just protect it, that they'll go and preach the gospel in their own way that looks like them and Jesus, in their own way. Father, speak to them throughout the week. I ask for your grace to go with them, your blessing. Just do it, God. Do what only you can do in the people here, God. Just declare, just go out into the world and preach the gospel. Heal the sick. Cast out devils. Speak in new tongues. Go and do it, y'all. You can do it with Jesus. And have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for coming. And um, why don't you guys give someone a hug next to you? And eat lots of good food this, this uh, coming week.
and get a gift flyer when you on your way out for them, the kids. You take a do scan this QR code. Amen. And keep our pastors in prayer. They pray for us all the time. We can pray for them. Seal it, Lord. Amen. Love you guys. God bless you. Thank you, worship team. If anybody else wants prayer, you can come up for something else or whatever. If you need prayer, come right up. Amen.